I am very picky about candles. I keep them burning around my house all the time. So many home fragrances smell very unnatural, super sweet, chemically, and just smell like the part of the mall you cannot wait to escape. And after learning that the candle industry contributes to an insurmountable amount of non-recyclable waste, carbon emissions, and toxicity in our air, I am even more picky. That's why I am so glad that Notes Candles exist. They're on a mission to help eliminate single-use candle vessels and give home fragrance lovers a more earth friendly option without giving up high quality fragrance that actually seems amazing. The candle industry has major problems. Almost 2 million candles are sold globally each year and almost all of them are likely to end up in landfills for the next 1 million years. Yes, that's right. 1 million. Absolutely insane. Notes has created a refillable candle system that allows you to use your candle vessel again, again, and again so you don't become a part of the problem. It is so easy to use, guys. The candles are made up with fragrance wax beads so all you have to do is place the wick in your reusable notes jar fill it up with the wax beads enjoy your fragrance up to 36 hours and then just do it all over again when you're ready for a new one you don't have to settle for less than exciting fragrances with notes either in fact their collection of 13 amazing fragrances are handcrafted by fragrance experts at their home base in south carolina and they are to die for y'all i have one burning recently and i have been loving burning the santel and atlas cedar scent it's woodsy, calming, smells just like some of the bougiest fragrances on the market. I love it. They have so many other ones like oat milk and balls and berry, vanilla and pepperwood, and so many. I love them all. So be a responsible consumer while not giving up high quality home fragrance by making the switch to notes. You can build your custom starter kit right now at notescandles.com slash healthy. Right now, Notes is giving listeners 15% off and free shipping when you buy a Notes starter kit using code HEALTHY. Just use code HEALTHY when placing an order. That's code HEALTHY at notescandle.com slash healthy. So podcasts have really popped off in the last couple of years, and I feel like a lot of people reach out to me and they're like, Janine, how do I start a podcast? And I'm here to help you out today. So if you guys are interested in starting your own podcast, because I absolutely love podcasting. I think it is so fun and I think everybody should do it. So if you guys are interested in starting one, Spotify has a platform that lets you make one super, super easily. And even on the platform as well, they will distribute it everywhere for you. And then you can even earn money, which is so cool. It's all in one place and it's completely for free. It is called Spotify for podcasters. And here's how it works. So Spotify for podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts literally right from your phone or your computer. It's super, super easy. So no matter what y'all setup is like, you can start creating a podcast today. So don't feel like you have to have it all together to start when you can start today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else that podcasts are heard. Also, what is so great is if you do want to have a video feature, video podcasts are available on Spotify and I have that on mine and I think it's just so fun and engaging for my audience to be able to see me on Spotify as well. So with Spotify for podcasters, you can even earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. So definitely check that out. And here is the best of all point of this. It is completely free with no catch. So ever since I discovered Spotify for podcasters, I just feel like it has been so engaging. I feel like I'm loving the options that that Spotify is giving me with Q and A's and polls and 
even having video. So I highly recommend you guys give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app, or you can go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. You guys are going to love this. If you've been wanting to start it, this is your sign. Welcome back to Happy and Healthy. Happy Tuesday, you guys. My name is Janina Mopola. If this is your first time listening to my podcast, I am a podcaster, an influencer, a YouTuber. Um, I also am the host of this podcast. I own a page called The Abide Tribe for women to find other girls in their cities and to have a safe place to talk about their feelings and to find other Christians. I'm a Jesus follower, and overall, I'm just someone that loves people and loves to help people, and I want to help you guys with this podcast. Started this back during the pandemic, and it has just just been amazing it's just so fun watching it grow and people sharing it and just it's becoming easily if not my favorite thing that I do and that that is just such a blessing to me and so yeah if you're new here I hope you guys will check it out and stick around for more of my podcast um this is a podcast to help you be happy and healthy in all aspects of life mentally physically spiritually and emotionally and I just love to provide insight and and uh advice and anything of that sort and so I post these every Tuesday so come back and I have been having a lot of guests on my podcast thus far season three has been going amazing but sometimes I don't want to just I just want to sit down and just chat by myself with y'all because I'm allowed to do that I'm the host of this podcast and so even though I've been having so much fun bringing on guests and interviewing people I just love to sometimes sit down and just chat about my feelings and thoughts that I'm having and I'm really excited for today's episode because I really believe that this is going to be a conversation or an episode that a lot of people relate to and it's something that's been on my mind for a really really long time and so I wanted just to sit down with y'all and you can watch this video as well there's we post these on YouTube if you guys want to watch this but I want to sit down and have you guys listen or watch me whatever on some thoughts that I have about what happens when life doesn't go as planned what happens when I'm still sad what why do bad things happen to good people why did I not get that job or why did that get taken away from me why did we break up why did I not get that opportunity that I was praying for you know whatever the case may be just What happens when life doesn't go as planned and we're sad and we're disappointed and we're grieving or whatever the case may be when you're not as happy and healthy as you would have liked to be? Those are just the things that I want to go through and I want to share some more thoughts on this and basically share a ton of scriptures. So if you're not uh, familiar with me or my podcast, I'm a Christian and so don't let that scare you off. Um, I'm hoping that you'll still listen and, you know, tune in because I do believe I have, you know, some good truths for you that maybe might be new maybe it's weird or different for you but just hear me out and hopefully just trust me in this process of today's episode um and yeah to be honest you know the reason why I did this podcast is because ever since 2022 started I just haven't been feeling like the best I'm just going to be so straight up like I've been feeling overwhelmed and overworked and disappointed and so many things that I've dreamed for just didn't happen or feeling like even though I'm trying and I'm trucking along I'm not as happy right now it comes in ebbs and flows you know like I'm happy I'm hanging out with my friends things are good I go on a trip everything's great and then I get back home and I'm like dang like this is hard 
And I'm going through a very hard season of just feeling like it's spiritual warfare. And maybe that's new for you. But the Bible talks about how we don't fight against just flesh and blood. So basically things that are just tangible, feelings, things that are in the natural realm. But really there is a spiritual battle happening um, between light versus darkness. I believe that there's a fight for our souls. There's a fight for our minds. There's a fight for our purity, a fight for our, our identity. And the enemy is winning and Satan loves to just win and to kill and to steal and destroy. And that's all he's good at. That's what he does. He's the father of lies. He whispers lies to us. But I also believe that God is way more sovereign. And in the end, God wins and he will rule over. And he has given me all the tools to overcome and to fight back. But it's just whether I'm willing to accept it and choose that or not. And so basically, I've just been feeling this major spiritual warfare. I've been fighting a ton and just feeling restless and nightmares and anxious and stressed. And I've been losing a ton of weight because I've been so stressed and people are commenting on it and commenting on my body and being like, wow, Janine, like you look so good. You're so skinny. And I'm like, it's because I'm stressed (laughs) and I don't want to admit that. And that's definitely been something that's been kind of hard. And maybe it's also because I'm about to start my period that I'm like more emotional. But overall, like I've just been compressing feelings in a lot of ways, which I don't normally do. But I noticed that lately I've been pretty, uh, pretty bad at really trying to get to the root of my problems. And I think that is something I always am preaching is identify the root, identify the root. Don't just treat the symptoms treat the root, you know, uproot the root, because otherwise you don't ever solve the problem. You're just numbing and coping and putting a bandaid on something that might potentially be bigger and might be manifesting somewhere else. And I never want to do that. And so that's kind of what I'm trying to be intentional on is like, what's the root? What is behind everything that we do? There's either a lie we're believing or a fear that we're afraid of. And so it's identifying that, you know, for example, if you're like, I'll never have a boyfriend, like, okay, what's the lie? Is the lie because you believe you're not good enough or you're ugly or no one loves you, you're unlovable? Or is it because you're fearful that you'll never be loved or you're fearful that you'll, you'll never have um, this relationship and you'll be forever alone? Like there's, it's, they might, you know, also coincide. There's usually a lie or a fear or both of them in the midst of one thing of why you're believing what you're believing. And so identifying those is just super, super important. And so that's kind of a different tangent, but essentially life. Sometimes we have this picture in our minds of what it should look like. You know, I'm supposed to be married when I'm 24. I wanted kids at 27. I thought I was going to be making six figures at this age. I thought I'd have a boyfriend at this time. I thought I'd own a house at this time, whatever the case may be. I thought my business would be successful. I thought I would have gotten into that college I wanted to get into. I thought that I'd have more friends, whatever it is. There's so many expectations that we put on ourselves, we put on society, we put on God. And if they're not met, then we're disappointed. And unmet expectations will lead to disappointments. And that is just kind of the inevitable. And I think that's why sometimes when we come with these unrealistic expectations, or maybe they're not unrealistic, maybe asking for a husband isn't, isn't too much for you to ask. Maybe you're just simply having a prayer request and you're just like, Lord, when, where, how, why, like all the, you know, who, what, when, where, why, whatever, all the W's, why God, and it's just not going as you planned. And I just want to preface in this podcast, I don't have all the answers. I am not all knowing. I am not all, you know, knowledgeable on this topic because I'm wrestling through it myself. But here are some things that I do know. Here are some things that I can rest in. Here are some thoughts that I do have that I have known to have worked for me. I have known in the past that have to work for me. And I just simply want to provide that for y'all today. 
And so right off the bat, you know, I, I, I'm hoping that this podcast has the blessing. I'm hoping that this helps you. I may, mainly what I'm trying to do with this podcast is let you know that I hear you and I care and I empathize and I'm not here to provide all the perfect answers, but I'm just here to provide some relief and some truth and, and some guidance and some help to help you walk through this crazy thing that we call life. And sometimes it's just simply not fair. You're like, why me? And we'll get to that. So maybe you're asking, why to why do bad things happen to good people? Well, the Bible, first of all, is clear that no one is good. In Romans 3, 10, 12, it says, as it is written, there is no one righteous, not even one. There is no one who understands. There is no one who seeks God. All have turned away. They have turned together, become worthless, and there is no one who does good, not even one. And I know that seems dramatic. You're like, wait, what? Like, I am good. Like, I just donated money to that homeless person. Like, frick you, Jay. Like, I am good. And that's great. I'm not talking about your good deeds, but but there is no one good, and there is no one perfect, because that is who Jesus is. Jesus is good. Jesus is perfect. We are sinners. And the Bible says, while we were yet still sinners, Jesus laid his life down for us. Jesus saw that we weren't good. He saw that we were sinners. We saw he saw that we were hardening our hearts or that we were hateful or that we were nasty or that we were murdering or people were raping or killing and I just said that murdering or abusive or whatever the case may be. We are not innately good people. We might be doing good deeds and turning to try to be good people, but innately we're not good. We were born sinners. And the Bible talks about that in Romans 5, 12. Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all have sinned. We are born into an unfair, sinful life. And I know maybe theologically that's something that you're wrestling with God. Like, really? Why? This is so stupid. Like, I don't want to be a part of this. And get it. Like, I totally get it. I don't, I don't either. Like, I kind of want to just be like, Lord, can you just return back? Like, I'm ready to go home. You know what I mean? Like, I'm ready to freaking go home. But while we're still here, I'm going to make the best of it. And I'm going to be laying my life down for the Lord. But here's the truth and reality is that we are not entitled to have a good life. We are not entitled to have a perfect life. Because we live in a sinful world, and that is sad, and it's unfair, but that is the reality. So just looking at that face value, okay, I know there's goals and dreams and desires that I have, but I'm not entitled to any of them. I'm not entitled to have healthy, wealthy, perfect, perfect life with goodness and money and to look sexy and have a perfect body and a great house and a great family that is amazing for you if your life is going that way. I'm not saying, you know, you should be ashamed of that, but that's not everyone's story. I know for me, that's not my story. That's not how I grew up. That was not my childhood. I went through so many things where I begged and pleaded with God, God, why me? Why me? Why do I have to face this? Why did you give me these cards? But in the end, I'm like, thank you, Lord, for giving me these cards that you entrust me with these hand, with this hand. You entrust me to be able to handle it. You entrust me with this calling, with this purpose, with this podcast, whatever it is. Thank you, Lord, for entrusting me and me believing that, Lord, you're going to use my story for your glory in some shape or form. I don't know what that's going to look like, what capacity, but I believe, God, that you want to use this pain for a purpose, and I believe that. In the Bible, it says in John 16, that I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace. In the world, you may have tribulation and distress and suffering. The Bible is clear. You will have tribulation, distress, and suffering. He didn't say, hey, become a Christian. Everything's going to be perfect. 
No, he says you will have this. But I love that there's always a but with God. (laughs) Be courageous, be confident, undaunted, be filled with joy. Because I, Jesus is saying this, I have overcome the world. My conquest is accomplished, my victory abiding. Jesus is saying, I know there's going to be trials and tribulations, but I have overtaken the world. You're not alone in these trials and tribulations. I am with you every step of the way. And that's something I'm currently reading in this book right now. If you're watching the YouTube video, you can see it. It is called Gentle and Lowly, The Heart of Christ for Sinners and Sufferers. It's beautiful. It just talks about in our pain, Jesus is pained in our suffering. He feels the suffering as his own, even though it isn't. That is beautiful. Like that, let alone, can make me cry because I'm like, wow, Jesus has never left me, even though it might seem like he's left me, even though it may seem like, wow, God, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? I'm crying and I'm listening for your voice and I hear nothing. Like, why have you forsaken me? That was David's cry in Psalms was, why, God, have you forsaken me? But he's promised in the Bible, I will never leave you or forsake you. And he does not break a promise. That's why I love him. I'm like, thank you, God. Thank you, God. And this book is amazing. I just recommend you guys to check it out if you're going through a hard season. And another book that I recommend for you guys to check out is this one by here, by right here called uh, It's Not Supposed to Be This Way by Lisa Turkhurst. This book right here just, gosh, it got me through probably one of the worst times in our lives, in, in my life, for real, like genuinely. So I really recommend this book as well. I kind of want to like go back through it um, because it just was such a good book and staple for that. Something that I want to talk about is the fact of being happy and healthy. That's the name of this podcast, and that's something I've wrestled with. And I don't plan on changing the name, but it is something that, you know, from face value, you can look at this and be like, I want to be happy and healthy. Yeah, like, yes, bet. Like, how do I get it, Janine? Show me, teach me, guide me, oh, wise one. And, you know, the reality of life is that we're not, again, promised to be happy and healthy. The point of my podcast is to help you be more happy and healthy, but I don't think that there is an ever, there's an ever finite answer or finish line to being happy and healthy. It's a not, it's, it's not going to be complete in Christ. He says that therefore I lack nothing in Christ. We don't have to lack anything with him spiritually and just in our lives. We have everything that we need, but sometimes we're not promised to be happy completely or healthy completely the goal and this is something I talked about in another podcast that you guys will listen from JP the goal is not to be happy it's to be holy and so sometimes I'm like man should I have like renamed the podcast to be holy and whole or like freed and fulfilled or whole and healthy or whatever because I'm not trying to preach a message that is unobtainable or unrealistic and I think I've always tried to say that that this life As much as I want to help you be happy and healthy in all aspects of life, I genuinely do. That's my mission. That's my purpose. I want to be realistic in the sense of sometimes it's just not going to look like that. Sometimes it's not supposed to be this way, right? It wasn't supposed to be this way. I didn't know that man was going to dump me. I didn't know my mom was going to pass. I didn't know that I would go bankrupt or whatever the case may be for you. I didn't know my job was going to fire me, you know, but I'm trying to provide a tool that's like, hey, Here's how you handle when life doesn't go as it's planned. Here's what we can look forward to. Here's the hope that we can have. Here's what we can be rejoiceful from. Here is why we do have peace that surpasses all understanding, even when life sounds so psychotic or crazy or everything next to me is shaking, things are being ripped away from me. Here's what I can 
cling to, and that is my faith. So my underlining message and my underlining goal between and beneath everything that I do is say, Jesus is my rock. I understand that dating is hard. Life is hard. Finance is hard. Identity is hard. So many things are hard. But the bottom line of my podcast is I want you to be happy and healthy. But underneath all of that, Jesus has to be the foundation. Being happy and healthy shouldn't be the utmost goal. It should be knowing and loving Jesus and following him and being obedient to him. And that is where we find true fulfillment. Being happy and healthy doesn't mean perfection, but it means hope in the process of being whole. Life doesn't promise happiness or healthiness, but it does promise someone to walk alongside with us. I have this saying, and I made it my wallpaper, and I posted it on my Instagram when I was going through an extremely hard week. Last week, this week has been very difficult as well um, with circumstances and just so many different things. And I made my wallpaper, God will work it out. I was like, you know what, God, you will work it out. You will work it out. God, it's just thank you, thank you, Lord, that you will work it out. And I went to my Bible study, and I talked to my mentor, Jenny Allen, and I was like, yeah, I just believe that God will work it out. God will work it out. And she goes, I feel like you're using that as like a coping mechanism. And I was like, what? (laughs) And I was like, well, I I am. And she's like, well, what if God doesn't work it out? And I was like, "Uh, I, I don't know. And she said, I believe that you're using that as a mask to cover your sadness or not to grieve. And I was like, oh, ouch. Like I wasn't prepared to hear that because I wanted to believe that God will work it out. And I genuinely do believe that. It's kind of biblical that it says that God works all things together for the good of those that love him. But the difference is that how God will work it out is often not how we want to work it out. It's how he wants to work it out. It's his plan, his timing, his purpose, not sometimes what we want. And of course, we can pray and God can answer some prayers. But what if it doesn't turn out the way that we wanted it? Will we be okay with that? Will we be content and peaceful and trust that God still got it, even though it may not look the way that we want it to. Cause there's been some very big prayers that I've prayed and I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. God will work it out. God will work it out. But sometimes it doesn't look the way that I want it to. But for me to try to put on this perfect pretend happiness and be like, no, 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 it's fine guys. Really, truly God's got it. I swear that's me trying to cope and escape my pain and my fears and dealing with the consequences or the real actual grievances of what I'm going through. And the reality is, this is what Jenny reminded me of. She said, Janine, it's okay for you to be sad. It's okay that you're single. It's okay that you're sad that you feel being single. It's okay that you're sad that you are sick or that you lost someone or that you're not happy with your life or whatever. It's okay to sit in the pain and not run away from it. And I think that's what I was doing as I was running and I was trying to avoid and I was trying To just be like, no, 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 God's got it, God's got it, which I do firmly, wholeheartedly believe. But on the other flip side of that coin or on the other side of the pillow, I need to be okay to sit in the sadness and grievance of right now life is not good or I'm sad or something happened and I'm not okay. And that's okay to sit in that sadness and let your body feel that. Because I do believe that when we're not sitting in the feeling or the pain, we run away from it and running away from it leaves room for it to manifest and rear its ugly head somewhere else where we don't want it to do that. But I believe that that's often how it turns out. So I I just was so gently reminded that we need to be okay to sit in that pain sometimes and also to bring in others to that pain. And that's kind of what Jenny's book is about. This is another book that's amazing. It's called Find Your People. 
building community in a lone building yeah deep community in a lonely world and i'm currently going through this right now about how we we really need people and there's some feelings that i've been harboring that i don't want people to know because i'm either embarrassed or i'm sad or i'm like oh no like i'll let everyone into that one thing but that other thing, nope, I, I will not let y'all into it. I'm sorry, no, like, you're not going to go there. Like, that's just for me and God, me and God. But the purpose of people is to let them carry your burdens with you. That's biblical. Like, the Bible talks about letting each other carry each other's burdens and praying for one another. And and we need to be able to do that, you know, and, like, let people in on that pain and being accountable and being, you know, open and vulnerable when it's scary. But that's also how we find freedom. And I, I'm very very much a firm believer in finding freedom by accountability and letting people know that of what's going on. The next thing I kind of wanted just to talk about is just how God is someone that sits in our pain with us. That's something that I talked about in this book in Gentle and Lowly, that it says in Psalms 34, 18, that the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Oftentimes, we're just like, yeah, 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 that's great, that's great, yeah, that's a great Bible verse, dope, stick that sticker on my head somewhere, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted, yes, thank you, that really helped me, but I don't feel any better. It's like when someone says, you're like, oh, I'm feeling really sad, and someone says, well, just stop being sad. Oh, thanks, Karen, that really helped me, thank you, yeah, 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 now I'm suddenly better, it didn't help, and like, that's not what I'm here to do, is just slap on a Bible verse, but to genuinely, I want you to genuinely pause and think. And imagine you were crying in your bathtub. I've done this before. You're crying in your bathtub. Mascara is running down on your face. The water is just, it's hitting your head. And you're sitting so alone in a fetal position. And you're just so sad. And you're grieving and you're crying and you're crushed and you're heartbroken. And you feel so alone. I want you to imagine you sitting in that bathtub and you're looking at yourself and then imagine Jesus is in there. And I know that might sound a little weird. You're like, Jesus, what you doing in my bathtub, fool? But he's in there. And he wraps his arms around you like a good friend would. And, the, and he says, I'm right here. I know you're brokenhearted. I know you're Christian spirit. But I'm right here. And I've got this. I'm with you. I care. I hear you. Your pain is my pain. Because he feels this. When we read in the Bible about how this character in the Bible, Lazarus, he dies in the Bible. And he goes and, and um, Mary and Mary's sister are like, Jesus, 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 like, please come raise Lazarus from the dead. Raise him from the dead. If you were here sooner, G Lazarus wouldn't have died. Why did you not come sooner? You could have saved him. Jesus knew, like he knew that he could have healed Lazarus before he died Jesus could have healed him from afar like he didn't even need to show up to the house to heal Lazarus he could have done it but instead Jesus goes out of his way to go to them and to weep with them when they cried Jesus cried with them because that's who he is an empathetic kind loving father who sits in our mess with us he doesn't condemn us he doesn't punish us. He doesn't accuse us. He doesn't belittle us. He doesn't think we're stupid or shame us. He just sits there in the mess with you crying and says, man, when you weep, I weep. And that's something that I love. When we read um, in Hebrews, it says here in um, Hebrews, I believe 4.14. Let me find the verse. Yep, 
Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold, hold firmly to the faith that we profess for we do not have a high priest. This is Jesus who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are yet. He did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. And that is what I cling to, is wow, we do not have a father who is unable to empathize in every single way. Whatever emotion, whatever pain, whatever feeling that it is that we're going through, we have someone that is able to empathize and be with us in the midst of this pain. And he's like, hey, I really know you wanted that relationship I know you wanted that job. I know that life is not going as you planned. Maybe you had different goals and expectations than I did. But he's like, will you trust me to know that my goals and my dreams for you are better than yours? I know this is what you want, but it may not be what you need. I know better than you do. And that's where faith comes in, trust comes in. Man, where you're like, I don't, I don't want to believe this. I don't want to believe this. I want what I want. But what if what you want isn't what God wants? What if it's not really, truly good for you? You think it's good for you, but it's not God's best. And that's when I cling to when, I, when I'm like, man, I really wanted that, but it didn't happen. I just trust, okay, God, you must have shut the door for something because that door shut is an open door somewhere else. That no is a yes to something else down the road. And I know, I don't know what that looks like. I don't know when I'm going to get that. I don't know what that's going to do or how that's going to work out. But God, you will work it out. I believe that. And now when I say God's going to work it out, it's not again to cope. It's not again to, to neglect or negate my feelings. But instead, it's just to believe and have faith that God is going to fix it in some shape or form. And it may not look like the way you want it to look. But would you be okay with it if it didn't look the way you wanted it to look? Is this life about you only? Is it only about your desires and your needs? Or is this about laying your life down for God's desires, for our, for our lives? his plan, his purpose, and trusting that his ways are always going to be better than ours. And like I said, maybe we have all these disappointments in life because we've, we come to God with these expectations, our desires and needs. When they aren't fulfilled, we're, dis- we're disappointed. Unmet expectations lead to disappointments, and that's in anything. Relationships when you're dating, with friendships, with jobs, anything that we come and we're like, I, this is what I deserve, or these are my expectations. And when we don't get it, we're just disappointed. And, and I think maybe for some of us, we become so cynical where you're like, okay, then I'm never going to have any expectations because I'm always let down. So just screw any expectations. I'm not going to have faith or be excited about anything. I'm just going to be extremely cynical and pessimistic because I don't want to be optimistic. I don't want to believe the best anymore. I've lost my hope in anything and everything. And I think that's kind of a sad way to live. And I understand if that's how you live and that's how you've you feel because you've been so burned by so many people and things that I'm, I'm again, I'm empathizing you with that. But I think instead of just going into things, being like, frick this, screw this, I'm just going to go with zero expectations and any, you know, anything of hope in it, just go and, and pray and be with open hands and say, Lord, whatever this looks like, these are my desires. These are my prayers because God says to ask because he will bless us like he wants to give us the desires of our hearts but it may not look like what we want 
So instead, can you pray and say, Lord, whatever this looks like, this is what I want. This is my prayer. Come to him and still ask, but say, Lord, at the end of the day, God, your will be done. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Acts 27, 14 says, let the will of the Lord be done. And that is my prayer for anything that I do. When I pray for things, whether I'm dating, I'm working, I'm getting a brand deal, I'm doing anything, I just say, Lord, your will be done. This is what I want. This is my desire. I'm not going to expect it. I'm not going to say this is what I deserve. I'm just simply going to say, Lord, this is what I want. But ultimately, can your will be done? If you don't, if you don't answer my prayer, I'm going to believe that you're trying to show me and teach me something in the midst of that. And here's the thing. Like I said, I, I may not have all the answers to whatever your specific situation is. Some of y'all might be going through very difficult, difficult things. For me, it just genuinely feels like spiritual warfare. Like things I have dreamt for, gone. Relationships broken. Things that I, I really thought were going to work out fell through. It's like been, the way I can describe life right now has been a roller coaster of emotion. It's like, it goes great and it goes bad. It goes great and it goes bad. It's like, and I literally feel like I'm like clinging onto this like life vest and I'm like, what's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? Like, I'm so scared of like something else being ripped away or something just not working out because I've had expectations, you know? And when they don't, I'm like, oh, like I'm so frustrated, you know? So I, I understand, I understand that, that it's hard. And um, you're just like, man, this is brutal, right? I don't have all the answers for your situation, but but what I do have for you is I have hope. I'm a very hopeful person, and that's what I cling to. I, I cling to God's everlasting truth over my temporary feelings. Let me say that again. <laughs> what I cling to over my feelings is God's everlasting truth. Because often we can choose our feelings over truth. And feelings are fleeting. They're going to shift every single day. It's, it's a, an emotional roller coaster, especially for girls in our periods. Like, imagine we're making big decisions and we're super emotional and, like, heightened and all these crazy things. Like, we'd probably be making some poor choices. I know for me, that would be it. So I'm clinging to God's truth of what he says in the word about me and about, my, about things, again, that he has not left me or forsaken me. He's close to my brokenhearted. He works all things good for those that love him. Like that he knows the plans to prosper me, not to harm me. All the things in the Bible that I'm like, great, he's never left me. Like he is with me in the midst. He's going to help me and to give me mercy and to help me, give me grace in the time of need. He can empathize with me. All the Bible verses that I'm clinging to over my feelings. Because the enemy is, is going to want you to choose your feelings. He's going to want you to let your feelings alter the way that you see God so you stop trusting him and you stop relying on him and you rely on yourself. And when you rely on yourself, you're going to fall. I've seen that happen in my own life. When I just only chase my feelings and what I want, I, I fall. I'm more anxious. I'm more sad. I'm more disappointed than ever. So you have to choose the joy in today and what's right in front of you. Find the blessings in today and not only focus on just the burdens. Because it's so easy to look at only what's wrong, what's bad, what's hard, the burdens. Oh my gosh, woe is me. And instead, there's so many blessings we can focus on too. It's all perspective. And I think there's a time and place to, again, like I said, sit in what's sad and not just try to cope and slap a Bible verse on it. It's okay to be sad. But eventually, we've got to get back up and say, okay, Lord, 
What is the joy set before me? I know that you're taking care of tomorrow. Like the Bible talks about that. Don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow has its own troubles and worries of itself. But worry on today and let me take care of today because he's already got tomorrow in his hands. I can trust God with my future because he's in my future and he is all knowing and he's already in my future. So I can trust that he's taking care of that. So find the joy in today. It's okay to have a moment to empathize or to cry or to be sad or to grieve. That is okay to not be okay. But again, I always say this, let's not stay there and let's find the joy and the beauty of what God is doing, what's in front of us, the blessings, the goodness, the peace, the joy that he has in front of us today. Like I'm so thankful for my friends and for my house and for my family and for my roommate and so many other blessings that I can look at instead, you know? Lastly, I I just want you guys to remember that you don't have to put so much pressure on yourself to have this all together. Like, who said that we need to have all this together? Who says we need to have a perfect boyfriend, a perfect body, and a perfect bank account, and a perfect house, and perfect job, and perfect everything? Like, being perfect is unrealistic. We cannot be perfect because only Jesus was perfect. So stop putting so much pressure on yourself. You're not perfect, and you never will be, and that is okay. We are often so quick to give compassion and empathy and grace to others, but we don't even do that to ourselves. We are our own worst critics. And I am a foolproof testimony of this. I look in the mirror and I beat myself up to my best friends. So I'm like, no, you're amazing. God loves you. Don't look at yourself like that. Why would you think that? No, no, no. I like, I send them encouragement and prayers and I don't even do that for myself. So be empathetic to yourself and don't put so much pressure on yourself. However, I do want to touch upon the fact that there's a dichotomy here. There's a difference between having like a victim mentality versus just being sad and grieving. There's a, there's a difference here. Victim mentality thinks that only you deal with this. It's always me. Why me? Everyone else has it good but me. Others did this to me. It's not fair. God's punishing me. It's, you know, it's all my fault. Gosh, life is so hard. There's kind of a difference between the victim mentality and just simply being sad and kind of just like, okay, life is hard. There's a difference here in that. Sadness is just kind of like, wow, you know what? I'm sad. This sucks, but it's going to be okay. This hurts. And I'm going to sit in the pain a little bit, but I'm also going to believe that this too shall pass. I am responsible for how I react and respond to this. I can choose to keep sitting and believing in a lie or I can pick myself up and choose to let others in this and see beauty in the process. There's a difference. This isn't a race to the finish line of perfection, but rather a journey of who we're becoming in the process to eternity. There's a Bible verse that I think perfectly sums this up and it is 2 Corinthians 4, 17, 18. It says, For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. It's talking about faith, fixing our eyes on God who is unseen. But that's what faith is, is trusting and believing what we can't see, but we know is still there. And believing that All of this is for something greater than ourselves. It's not just for right now, but this is something for greater. Focusing on, again, the process of who we're becoming to eternity. At the end of the day, this too shall pass. This is a blimp in the road. 
Think about where we will spend eternity with no pain and no fear, no crying and no sadness. I want you guys to have that, that eternity of joy in heaven with Jesus, our Savior. That these troubles are temporary and this too shall pass. And maybe you're like, when? Why? This is so hard. But don't lose your faith. Focus on what is unseen, which is Christ and keeping faith on him. And I like how the the Amplified Bible Bible talks about it. For our momentary light distress is passing trouble, is producing for us an eternal way of glory. This brings us glory somehow down the road when we can overcome it through Christ. Glory of a fullness beyond all measure, surpassing all comparisons, a transcendent splendor of endless blessedness. We're not looking at things seen, but things that are unseen for things that are visible are temporary. They're brief and fleeting. Like I said, this too shall pass. But the things that are invisible are everlasting and imperishable. And that's what I cling to. God, regardless of what is temporary right now, you are good and you are everlasting and you are eternal. And I trust you with my life. So I know that things did not go as I planned, but I still trust you in the plan. So don't let this current moment cause you to believe that God still isn't good or that he doesn't care about you because that is what the enemy wants you to believe. God is so near you in this season. He wants to hold you just like I showed you in that vision. He wants to hold you and guide you. And Exodus 9, 16 says, but for this purpose, I have raised you up to show you my power so that my name may be proclaimed in all the earth. We can, it says in the Bible that we can boast in our weaknesses because it gives glory to God all the more that we cannot overcome this life on our own. We shouldn't overcome this life on our own. We need Christ. We need other people. And that is how we find freedom and hope and joy and peace and life is with through Christ and with others walking alongside us. And so it's okay to not do it on your own because we can't do it on our own. We're not meant to do this life alone. So don't do it alone because Maybe you can't overcome this on your own. It's only through the power of God and through Jesus' name that that's how we overcome. So it says for this purpose, it's that it is to shown, it's to show God's power that he is greater and bigger than any of it and all of it. And it's for something bigger than maybe we don't understand, maybe we don't see, maybe we don't get it, but it's for God's good. And he's doing something, he's working in it somehow. Maybe it's not the way that you want it to be, but I promise you it's going to work out in the way that God wants it to work out. I want to just kind of end on this Bible verse as well. Matthew eleven twenty eight, but it says that, um, come to me, all who you are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. This is who God is. Is he someone that says, let me carry the burdens. I know you were weary. I know you were burdened, but come to me, and I will give you rest. Not like the world gives you rest, but how I give you rest. So sometimes we don't need just a quick fix or a quick solution or someone to just tell us or slap a Bible verse on it and just be like, it's fine, you'll get it figured out, God will work it out, it's fine, blah, blah, blah. But sometimes we just need someone to sit with us and just to hear us and to cherish us and care for us and soothe us to make us feel seen and safe. And that is what I wanted this podcast to be. Kurt Thompson says that, We cannot feel secure until we are seen, soothed, and safe. And I hope, one, you feel that from God, two, you feel that from this podcast, and three, you feel that from your community. We aren't promised a perfect life, a happy life, but we are promised that Jesus will never leave us, that we will have eternity with him if we choose him and we choose to lay our lives down and to seek him. 
the good thing is that this is not our eternity. Like I said, this this life of grievance and hardness and pain and tribulations and terrors, whatever, this is not our eternity. Our perfect peace is in heaven, and that is what I look forward to. I don't expect perfectness here because we're on earth. It's it's not my home. My home is in heaven with Christ one day when I pass, and I'm excited for that. I really am, and I hope you guys are too, and I hope you have the security of knowing where your soul will go when you do pass. And I believe and I hope that that's going to be in heaven one day if, you, if you've accepted him as your Lord and Savior. And in Romans 10, 9, it says that if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and that he was, he was crucified on a cross and then raised again, you will be saved. All that call on the name of Jesus will be saved. There is no one exempt from this there is no one removed from this this gospel is for you it's a free gift and it's a promise and it's it's it sets you free and it changes your life and that is what i cling to when life doesn't go as it's planned i rest in knowing that christ is my firm foundation and he will not let me go and he will take care of me in whatever capacity that looks like <sighs> i hope that this was encouraging and helpful for y'all today i just want to close out and pray for us really fast because Maybe you're going through a season and it's hard and you're sad and you're disappointed and you're like, why God? But I hope that this just provided some answers and some guidance. And again, I know I don't have all the answers. I know I don't have everything. And maybe I can't speak to your specific situation, but I just do know that I have hope for you and his name is Jesus. And that is what I cling to. And I hope you guys will check out these books as well. And I just want to pray for us and I want to end this podcast. Let's do it. All right. You can just close your eyes wherever you are. Lord, I just, um, I thank you, Father, for who you are, that I can trust you and I can lean on you and I know that you have never left me. You are near the crushed in spirit. You are near the brokenhearted. You say, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, laden, and I will give you rest. God, in you I find my rest. In you I find my hope and my peace and my joy, even when things don't go as expected. And thank you, God, that you care you sit with us in the mess, that our our cries are your cries, that you hear every prayer, every tear that, you know, has dripped down our faces, that you genuinely love us and care. And God, I pray for the person right now that feels like you've left them or like life just simply is not going how they expected. They're disappointed, but God, that they would just trust you, that they would increase their faith, that they would find people to cry with them, to believe with them, to empathize with them that they can share and be vulnerable on what's going on and they can find freedom in that. Lord, I just pray that you would help someone feel your spirit right now. If they've never felt your spirit in their life before, they've never felt your presence, God, would right now be a moment that they felt you. And it may feel crazy or different than they've ever expected, but God, but this is proof that you've not left us, that you're near us, that you're sitting with us, that your Holy Spirit comes with us everywhere we go, and that is just so beautiful. That's why I just trust you so much, Lord. So, God, I pray that you would be near the brokenhearted, that this would not tarnish the way that someone sees you, that they would not trust you any less because of the situation, God, and that they would just trust you more and say, God, maybe that closed door was a blessing. Would we shift our perspective and our mindset to be like, thank you, Father, for shutting that door? Because that is an open door somewhere else of more peace and maybe your perfect plan over my selfish plans, whatever that looks like. Lord, just be near them today. Show them how good you are and help them in their situations that they would have people around them in a good church and that they would just trust you and not um, 
have a just uh, have a twisted mindset or viewpoint on you because you are good. And I just rebuke the enemy's hand from stealing and killing and destroying because that's all he's good at. He's the father of lies. So I remove, I remove whispers of lies on people's minds and their situations. And Lord, we just dedicate these things to you. Would we be open hands just to surrender and put up our white flag and say, God, I've done this far too long on my own and I'm done. I give it up. I give this to you, Lord. No longer is this mine, but it's yours. I lay it at your feet. I surrender. I give it to you as a, as a sacrifice. My life now is a living sacrifice for you, and I choose that joyfully because right now, I know this is temporary, but with you is eternal, and that's beautiful. And we submit this in your holy name. Amen. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. I really appreciate it. I love y'all. I, I pray this was a blessing. If someone you know needs this, Share it. I'd love to hear your thoughts on the Happy and Healthy Podcast. Instagram, that's just called Happy and Healthy Podcast. My DMs, I read my DMs all the time. You can send me, you know, emails on the Happy and Healthy Podcast as well, which actually, we know, we prefer the DMs because the email is strictly for business. So just DM us. I'll be checking those out. I love y'all. I'm praying for you guys. I hope this was a blessing. You're not alone. Um, He sits with you in the pain. I'm here for you. I care. I want you to be seen, soothed, saved, safe, cherished, cared for, heard. I hear you and I'm with you and I love you guys. Thank you for listening. I'll see you guys next week on another episode of Happy and Healthy. Until then, stay happy and healthy. Bye, guys.